0: Welcome to the Reiki Show, hosted by Reiki authors Bronwyn and Franz Steiner, founders of the International House of Reiki. Find out more at www.reiki.net.au Hi, my name is Franz, and today we have with us Deborah Harrigan. Debra Harrigan is a Reiki practitioner and a Reiki teacher, and she's also a medium. So, good morning, Debra. How are you?
1: I'm wonderful, Franz. Good morning to you.
0: Debra, Reiki is something quite different than being a medium. They're kind of two separate practices. How can you combine them, and how do you relate these two together?
1: Well, mediums are people who use special gifts that allow them to uh, to communicate with the afterlife. In other words, those who are no longer living on the earth plane. One of the main objectives of a medium's work is to provide, uh, to prove, I guess, survival, that the human personality after death you know, continues and to give comfort to those who are remaining here. Now, mediumship happens in a variety of ways. How does a medium receive those messages is uh, of great importance. First, you know, clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. And that's when a medium sees spirit. Clear audience, excuse me, when a medium hears spirit, that's clear hearing. And clairsentience is when a medium senses the presence and thoughts of those in the spirit world. Now with mediumship, uh, it comes in also not just by how the messages or information and connections happen but they're different forms of mediumship Um, sometimes it's through say an artist or a mathematician or a musician any of our vocations or careers or interests while someone is alive well that personality continues you know after the change called death Uh, With reiki reiki is such a powerful healing tool that healing energy that when someone is about to make that transition, when someone has already made the transition and they have loved ones, you know, remaining on this side, on the earth plane, Reiki is a tremendous tool to be able to help in support of healing. Now, you have to remember, say, healing does not mean a cure or a fix all the time. And so with great respect for, say, Reiki or that healing energy, it is a perfect tool for a medium to use in that comfort as one is transitioning, giving support so that they they ease in, in moving from this life to the next. When I am working with someone, delivering a message from someone in the afterlife and having Reiki come in after that message or delivering with, with the sensitivity and spirituality of that Reiki energy, it is an incredible tool. So I find my study and practice of Reiki is a mainstay for me in my mediumship.
0: When you practice Reiki and being a medium and you get certain messages through, do you interpret these messages or just do you allow it to happen?
1: Uh, I never interpret. It is is best in its purest form for a medium always to give as they receive. Uh, the importance and the respect of that is in knowing that the message that comes through um, the special relationship between those in the afterlife and the the message itself, as it relates to something that they have in common. So to to really uh, to break in and, and start interpreting what I think I'm hearing, uh, what it means to my client, none of that is relevant, and it it sort of dirties the um, you know. <laughs> the atmosphere, really. It's polluting. So when we come, a client comes to me and we come together, I always begin my sessions in a state of mindfulness and prayer uh, and in creating a sacred space. And in that space, it is important I bring in that healing, that Reiki energy as well so that there's no good or bad, there's no judgment, there's no right or wrong. It is a space, again, in which we bring light intent. And in that space, it is so helpful to know that what I receive, I will be giving and that it will be meaningful to my client. Now, with that, when I ask for the highest good for all concerned, that means that I also look to attract those in the afterlife, those in the spiritual world that have the highest vibration, teachers, healers, mentors, who can give guidance and inspiration to those who may be seeking additional knowledge or information other than from a loved one. It is also very freeing because I do not have to give my opinion. It moves the ego out of the way and it is in a form that is coming directly from one source delivered to another and with it they are free to make what they will and where it places in their life. It really is it's wonderful. That integrity is intact.
0: So it's like you become an empty vessel where just the energy oh, yes. can flow through without judging or... Yes. Yes,
1: yes absolutely. And, and again, Reiki plays a part for me in my mediumship because I move into a place of healing for myself. So as I stand in that light, as I stand in that place where it can freely move, my heart is open and I am giving out of a place of love and respect. Yes.
0: So, Deborah, why do you think it's so important to stay grounded during Reiki practices or even being a medium?
1: Well, you are entering in into, say, a space, and what we consider, say, a vibration, which you are, you are exchanging energy. As a Reiki practitioner, one is, is often uh, aware of the feelings and the emotions, uh, the desires, the fears, um, say the dreams, and all sorts of other issues that are going on, say, with the client. Uh, the grounding is important to remind us that we are, I say, a conduit, a vessel that is a connection between uh, that universal energy that moves through us and direct it in, in with the energy, say, of the client. So in moving that, in having our space and keeping our place on the earth plane, it allows us to make that connection. Otherwise, we can find ourselves living more in, let's just say, in in that place of of spirit and in a place where energy is connecting, 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 but it has no place to move through, say, to ground or to the earth plane. That's sort of like if you had a, a tube and you just poured and poured and poured, it would have no place in which to settle, to move, you know, to have a place in which to connect. And that is neither healthy for the practitioner or for the client. So having that place to ground gives stability. It gives support for the individual as a practitioner, as well as a, a safety measure and a stabilization for the client.
0: So why do you think that practicing Reiki? It's not only hence on healing.
1: With Reiki, there is that measure again, that added sense that it's just not a hand position. It is a specific like intent to be a vessel for that universal energy source to move through. It is different from other forms of, uh, say, spiritual healing, in the way we we settle that intent or direct that intent, and in clearing, in knowing that it is a never-ending resource and source that moves through and with an open heart in a way that sets forth that spiritual energy of Reiki, that universal energy of Reiki to move in ways that it will go wherever it is needed as well. In other forms, it is often thought if you only put hands in a certain place, that's where it's going. Reiki has what I can see to be also the, the distinct advantage. Not only can we work within our own energy system and with others, but we have the added of being able to send healing, mindfully so and respectfully so, over distance. That is wonderful. You know, asking permission on on that spiritual plane and with like intent, we can provide comfort, healing, joy, a whole realm, you know, a whole menu of healing activity, all housed within that single, likeful, respectful spiritual intent of being that conduit of Reiki energy.
0: I come back to the groundedness again, Deborah, because I personally yeah. always find it very important in Reiki classes, and we often do get as well people who are channeling or uh, clairvoyant or clairaudience. Mm-hmm. That groundedness. Do you feel that when we start to translate these messages we get during a Reiki treatment and mm-hmm. and judge them? How can we how can we go into that space without doing that? Does it mean that we need to work more on ourselves, Or how can we as a practitioner, as a Reiki practitioner, actually go into that space, as you say for yourself, where you don't judge people?
1: Well, in realizing that you, you are not there to give, the opinion, you are there in service. I need to say something about grounding that I think is extremely important when a, two people come together with both having a giving and a receiving and it is it is a beautiful circle because as the reiki practitioner gives or becomes a conduit for that healing energy and the receptivity of the individual who is the client that particular client also gives to the reiki practitioner and so the reiki practitioner then becomes receptor if one is not sufficiently grounded and mindful of that they can start to take on characteristics of that particular client they tend to absorb uh, much of uh, let's say of, of the ills of of that particular client. I have seen times when uh, people do not ground or come into judgments with their clients and they find that uh, They're stumbling, or they're running into walls. They find different personality kinds of issues that happen, and these can be cumulative of taking on, taking on, taking on, um, and or you know putting their own opinion and judgments in, and they start to believe that they are the great resource, that they are doing all the healing, that they are this magnificent, you know, healer. (laughs) Uh, And there's nothing wrong with acknowledging the fact that. One has made the purposeful, I want to say, devotion to being a practitioner. Uh, but it is not all about ego. And when one does not sufficiently ground themselves in the spiritual aspect, I believe, say, of, of the Reiki practice, one can start to to have that ego build and, again, take on all sorts of undesirable aspects. And that is not healthy. Uh, and oftentimes people are not aware uh, until someone else says something or they start to feel unwell themselves so the grounding in in healthy spiritual practices that means in mindfulness and prayer and meditation and then moving into that that space and in helpful there are cleansing practices into cleaning one's energy field that's all mindful and grounding when you you begin you know, a session So it's important to keep that aspect as part of the ritual or the ceremony uh, or the working of how you handle yourself when you put yourself forward in service to Reiki energy.
0: Yeah, I do agree. I see that a lot in courses too or in treatments that people, when they're not really grounded enough, they might see certain aspects in their client, what reflects their issue, and suddenly it remembers them as well of their kind of issue, what they're having, and find very difficult to deal with that.
1: Yes, yes, and they take that home, Uh, you know, certain issues, not only um, just one, but once someone starts down a particular path, it is generally something that they tend to do with more than one client. And so again, it starts to be cumulative, and it's as if a person never bathes or takes care of personal hygiene. It as it is as important, if not more so, in the personal fitness and and hygiene of spirituality in the practice of serving, you know, as a vessel and a conduit within Reiki energy, or as a healer, to take care of that aspect. Otherwise, I believe a Reiki practitioner will find a major difference in their life and not in the healthiest of ways.
0: So what you're really saying is for Reiki practitioners or mediums or any kind of practitioners is keep your own energy clean and clear.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. How can you be of service to someone else when you are coming in less than whole, less in a place of wellness? You, you cannot offer the best that there is and that's what you, you want to offer always with that integrity and, and being clean in mind, body, mind, and spirit. That's what a, a practitioner offers a client and should always be willing to step forward in the knowledge that they are the best of the best in that way, in being fit and clean spiritually.
0: When you are a medium...
1: Yeah. And
0: you work with a client. You said you see things, you hear things, you mm-hmm. maybe smell things, you yeah. become this conduit. How do you use hands-on healing or some of the practices you learn into the system of Reiki? Do you kind of incorporate it if the client starts to feel unwell, or maybe they have even come to you for a physical issue they're struggling with, do you maybe sometimes do some hints on healing on a person?
1: Yes, I do. Sometimes, uh, I'll give an example. Maybe as I am receiving information with regard to a certain condition or situation in one's life, let us say uh, within, let's say a home. Because Reiki, I also use in in working with space, in in healing, bringing healing to to the space of of one's home. Um, there may be some energy that a person is is there and they're feeling unwell, and and oftentimes it may be someone in, uh, a, a loving relative that is trying to get a message across that they are encouraging them to take advantage. Of, of seeing their physician for a particular reason. Now, I'm always very, very careful. It is important for every Ricky Re- practitioner to know that they are not a medical profession. And so, in doing so, it is important to convey that information to your your client that you are not diagnosing, that you are not treating, that you are not making recommendations as to what they do, but you are offering support in, in having healing and in support of that body, uh, taking care of itself in a way that brings about that sense of well-being and wellness. So if I am in a place and I am receiving a message, maybe from a loved one to my client about a particular circumstance, and it is helpful for me then to uh, somehow I sense that, I will then apply or engage in a Reiki session that offers support to that individual, that then allows them you know, to make up their mind what they want to do from that particular point.
0: Before we finish, Deborah, do you have something specific you would like to share with people in the Reiki community?
1: Yes, I do. I feel that mediumship is a great, great gift. It is one to be taken with a high degree of respect and responsibility. It affects the lives of many when they are receiving messages, say, from, say, the afterlife. I believe that, you know, one should incorporate uh, a degree of, say, of of spirituality when they are Reiki practitioners as well as those who are operating, say, or working as a medium. I have had the great fortune of, of, say, working with my spiritual partner, who is also a Reiki practitioner, Chesley, and we together have found that oftentimes mediums um, can come into situations that they may not be aware of, and as such, with a high degree of being unpredictable, it is good to have something in which to bring in, to stabilize, to comfort, uh, to offer additional assistance in ways that can be so life-changing, that until you experience it, you just don't realize how important what you say, what you do, and how you do it can make such a difference in someone's life. So to the Reiki community, and particularly those uh, who are mediums, I would implore you always to remember that you are there in a, a capacity of service. And this is a great gift that you have come upon to always treat it with respect, responsibility, and joy because what you are sharing truly is a gift of love. And out of love, all things are possible. And no matter what the condition, it is always helpful and helpful to be in a place that you can offer this healing energy with an open heart and love. I am so grateful that I was able to come upon Reiki and, and to study with those with whom I have been so blessed to do so. I have met wonderful people from all over the world and this is a gift that I treasure and hold very dear. So if anything out of our conversation tonight, I would say thank you to all of those who have made this discovery for those healers and those who are fortunate enough to be in the company of those who are willing to dedicate their time and energy and devotion and their love. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Deborah. Thank you for your time and all your wonderful teachings.
1: Well, thank you for asking me. This has been a delight. I thank you for your teaching and all that the International House of Reiki is doing for the world, particularly in the Japanese tradition. It is something that I feel many will come to know Reiki in an expanded form, in a heightened form, and it will be life-changing. Thank you.